Hello and welcome to the Five Star Knockout Podcast. I'm your host, Casey West. I'm a bachelor's degree in exercise science and a minor in nutrition and biology. So I want to talk about dieting today. And that's a big thing to talk about because there is so much that needs to go into it. And we only have so much time to really talk about it. And so I'll get into some, I mean, Little details, this, that, and the other. Maybe some tips that will actually help you. The United States of America is the 10th most obese place on the planet. All I got to say is that's better than being number one, especially for that. But there are 36.2% of the America's population out of 327 million that's actually obese and has a body mass index of over 30%. And even as a fitness coach, I've heard so many, so many things about sticking to a diet. And a lot of people will say, you know, eating a certain way is not a life, it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle. And I'm just like, the definition of a diet is how a animal, a human or a community habitually eats. That's the definition of a diet. Now, dieting, to look a certain way, can be a lifestyle. But you have to be able to differentiate between the two. And a lot of us, now I'm including coaches with clients, and we've all had excuses that we've used before or heard before. You know, I think one of my favorite ones is, uh, you know, I have a slow metabolism. And I'm just like, "Mm, do you really? Or do you really have a slow metabolism? I mean, I think it's probably the most widely misused weight loss excuse. Now, I will say this. It is true that some people have a higher metabolism than others. Having a slow one isn't really an excuse. You know, everyone has a certain amount of calories that they need on a daily basis to function. Now, if you eat less of those calories on a daily basis than what you need, over time, you will lose weight because you'll be in a calorie deficit. If you eat the calories that you need on a daily basis to maintain well, you're not going to lose weight or gain weight. You'll stay where you are. Now, slowly over time, if you have an increase in calories, guess what? Being in a caloric surplus is going to make you gain weight. Now, when it comes to weight loss, you have to understand, all the weight that you gained didn't come overnight. It didn't happen over a month. This happened over six months, nine months, a year, two years, three years, five years. It started when you were a child or a teenager and you just kept on going without any different because you just wore clothes that made you look a little bit healthier and a little bit thinner in the areas that you wanted it to. Stop me when I lie. So 
yes, some people can eat a little bit more. Others have to eat a little bit less. But in the end, there are certain ways you can go about nutrition where you can be in a calorie deficit and lose weight over time and not have to starve yourself. And so many people don't understand that. And even as a fitness coach, I'm trying to push that even on my clients. And for some of them, they actually trusted me and jumped on the bandwagon. And they understand like, okay, you're actually right. I can eat less calories and still have more food and enjoy my diet and stick to it. And I think that's one thing that we really need to push on people is you don't have to starve to lose weight. You can actually eat more food. Now, by that, I mean eating lower calorie foods, but in higher volume. So I have a client and she's almost at her goal weight, which she'll be at her goal weight within the next week. The one reason is because she is severely overweight. And she's like, I really miss eating potatoes. Well, the former trainer took potatoes out of her diet and switched it out for cauliflower. So cauliflower mash and rice and all that. And I have no problem with that. My client wants to stick to the diet most of the time. Hey, I'm happy for you if that's what you want to do. And she tells me, she goes, you know, I really wish I could eat potatoes. And I'm like, well, you can. She goes, yeah, but it's all the carbohydrates. And I'm like, look, 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 look. Eating a potato isn't going to put you in a calorie surplus. Eating three to four or five potatoes at once multiple days a week over the course of months and months and months, that's going to put you in a calorie surplus where you're going to gain weight. And so I told her, I said, look, I like potatoes as well. I mean, you, they're so versatile. I mean, you can use them to make gnocchi, gnocchi you know, French fries, scalloped potatoes, vodka. I mean, it's one of the most versatile foods there is. And everything that it can be made from it tastes really good. Except for vodka, that's kind of... Uh, Got to be picky on that one. Because a lot of it tastes like rubbing alcohol, in my opinion. But I just told her, I'm like, look, you take the cauliflower, you get it mashed up, and then you take a certain, you take a potato or two potatoes with a serving to two servings of your cauliflower, mash, combine them together, and then there you go. You're eating the potato, you're eating cauliflower rice, and because the volume is much more, you can separate it into multiple meals, whether in a day or within a week, and you still get the benefit of eating a potato and losing weight. I mean, there's so many different options out there. You just have to be willing to search for them. And, you know, I got clients that are much older in their 50s, 60s, and 70s, too. And, I mean, I've even got a couple. I've got one. She's 78, and she is. she always comes to me for advice, for training, and some nutrition, but she's vegan. 
even though I'm, a, I'm against it. I prefer an omnivore diet. That's just me. I think it's the best because you get the best of all worlds. But she hasn't fully trusted me yet on the training aspect. And because she, she likes her own, she does her own thing and she's happy with it. And I have no problem. But I do have some things for a couple of other people that want to come in to my training classes. But they're like, oh, you're so advanced. You know, I've never seen anything or done anything like that. And I'm like, look, there's alternatives. Well, I'm like in my 60s. You know, I've never worked out before. And I'm like, stop. Whether you're a teenager, an adult, or you're a senior citizen, it is never too late to get into the gym and start training. Yes, it'll take you a while to get up to par with everything. But think where you'll be in six months, nine months, a year and a half, two years down the road, and how much better you'll feel and how much better you'll look just because you started training. And then, you know, I have the ones that are like, well, I don't know how to get in shape. And I'm like, well, you're severely overweight. You're round. So you know how to get round and rounds a shape. So a lot of people need to understand when you first start out training, one of my biggest things is like, look, just Ask someone who works in a gym to show you how to do something or get on YouTube or just Google it. Even some of the machines have the directions on how to use them. But my biggest thing is if you've never exercised before, you should probably start with cardio. Now, I'm not talking about getting on the treadmill and doing five miles. I'm just talking about getting on a bike or an elliptical or the treadmill and just slowly start out. 10 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day, four, five, six days a week to get used to it. I mean, there's if you're like, well, I don't want to walk on a treadmill for 30 minutes or an hour. Well, that's fine. I mean, you have a smartphone. You can use it to download a fitness app that will have like workouts in it for whatever you're wanting to do. And as far as getting into much better healthier shape starting with the gym is a great place to go but the most important part where some coaches and other trainers may disagree with me is on the bounds of nutrition now what i mean by that is you have coaches and trainers that have been asked well what do you think is the most important do you think someone should if you had a per, if you just in general, if you had someone was like, hey, um, if you had two people, I'm sorry, you have two people, you have someone who goes hard in the gym, but their diet is crap. And you have someone who is like, eh, kind of average, mediocre in the gym, but their diet's on point. Which one would you rather stick with as far as a client? Now, a lot of people will say, well, the one that's going to listen to me in the, and go hard in the gym, the diet, well, you, can, you really can't truly out-train a bad diet. But with enough work ethic, you can see changes in the gym. And I look at it on a health aspect, and I consider those options. Well, 
I'm not a huge fan of someone, you know, just going in and just going through the motions in the gym. But if their diet is on point, that tells me that their health is going to be their health internally is going to be more on point. So here's some more excuses that are here as well. I eat healthy, but I can't lose weight. Well, let's talk about what you mean by healthy. Healthy foods. I mean, we hear about the fat-free, you know, uh, Oreo cookies or the lean cereals or the vegan potato, not the vegan potato, but other vegan vegetable chip fries, whatever they are, or the uh, Beyond Meat. Is, and you know, I mean, yeah, so, you know, in moderation, these things can be okay. But the whole point of, you know, saying, well, I eat, I eat healthy, but I can't lose weight. It, it's like, it goes back to the same old adage, calories in, calories out. So, I mean, if you're taking in more than you use, you're going to gain weight. You're not going to lose anything. Here's another one, though, that I, I find pretty funny. Well, I eat healthy during the week. Now, in the past, I've been guilty of this, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. And there have been a few others as well. But, I mean, you know, you meal prep, you get everything good, and everything's great for during the week, and then boom, weekend comes, Saturday night, Saturday, Friday, whatever it is, and you go all out. And you have that massive large pizza, two liter Mountain Dew, and brownies. And then you have the burgers and fries and beer the next day. And it's all good. But I mean, the thing is, The weekend, it accounts for like, what, 25, 30% of your time? I mean, if you're not sticking to your nutrition and your goals for what you're wanting to achieve, then you're really not sticking to your diet. And I mean, you really need to flip that switch and stay focused. And you need to keep your training and your nutrition on point, even on the weekends. So, I mean, like I said earlier, it's not too late ever, no matter what stage of life you are, to improve your health and get into shape. Now, your bad habits, they're bad habits. We all have something about us that doesn't make us perfect. Well, we're human. We're not perfect at all. Now, you know, there's an old saying, you know, well, the strong will survive. And I mean, it's true. But the thing is, in today's time, when I say it, I mean, what I mean by that is uh, the strong-minded will survive. You know, the ones who are going to be willing to make some sacrifice and flip that switch and keep that willpower to work on their goals, to get where they need to achieve. 
So don't always focus on the diet. I mean, yes, it's very, very, very important. But also think about, you know, the future. Is this going to be, this, this way of eating, is this going to be a positive lifestyle for me to maintain for the next five years, the next 10 years? If it's not, may need to switch some things up. But I mean, you have to remember, you have to stay motivated. And no one's going to make you motivated truly except for yourself. And you just got to stay mentally tough. And you'll be able to achieve the results faster than you thought you could. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.